This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, I'm your host, John Rush. Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us as we enter into Hour 3. Yes, Andy uh, left. Somebody asked exactly where he's going. He's speaking up in Arvada. I believe it's District 27. House District 27 is where he's going to speak to those uh, great, those great folks tonight. So, uh, Mary Thoreau, make sure I say that correctly. Mary, welcome, by the way. And uh, do cities favor the homeless over their citizens? And uh, you ha- you hopefully have some answers for us. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Mary, I appreciate um, it. Cities, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about this very important subject. So, and, and for, I don't know, I mean, and really quick, Mary, what city are you in, by the way? I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area, okay. which is where our documentary, Beyond Homeless, Finding Hope, um, features. Okay. And, uh, you know, really quick, let's talk about that for a moment so people can actually go and watch that. And, uh, you know, you guys have a much worse homeless problem than what we have here, although ours continues to grow, and that's some of what we're going to talk about. But talk about the movie and how folks can see that. It's a 38-minute documentary that talks about, uh, well, it uses San Francisco as kind of the the poster child Mm -hmm. of homelessness crisis. But then very importantly, it also features a very successful model in San Antonio, Texas, called Haven for Hope, uh, which is why why the name of the documentary is Beyond Homeless, Finding Hope. It's showing how there are answers to these problems and communities can come together and implement them in their own community. And people can watch it uh, on our website, beyondhomeless.org. Um, again, it's 38 minutes. It's very short. It's won numerous film festival awards. In fact, we're going to be in the Phoenix Film Festival later uh, in March. So uh, it's getting a lot of attention, and uh, we think it's a very important thing to help people understand that they can be part of the solution. Okay. So let's first of all, let's answer the first question. Do cities favor the homeless over their citizens? Let's start there. <clears throat> Well, they certainly fail to protect the property rights and civil rights of um, citizens whose lives are being degraded by the fact that uh, people experiencing homelessness are being left unhelped in the streets. And that is tragic for both the people who are experiencing homelessness and, of course, the people who are uh, watching their neighborhoods and their city deteriorate, as we are seeing here in San Francisco. Okay. And, and uh, uh, 
we see it in this area here. And again, I, I guess just because we were watching, you know, our, our homeless end of things here. And again, there, nobody here, and this is what we talk about with you, nobody here seems to have any solutions as to what to do. In fact, here, Mary, I think we're going about it exactly the opposite way. We, we, are, we are not helping uh, the, our situation here in Colorado at all. In fact, I think we're making it worse. Let's talk about that for a minute. What, you know, I guess, I don't know. I'm not familiar. What did San Antonio do? What's made, you know, what, what's separated them from the rest of the cities that are out there? Oh, it separated them as they went in absolutely opposite direction of the rest of the country. So in 2013, under the Obama administration, federal homelessness policy shifted 100% of the funding from emergency shelters and transitional housing into what's euphemistically called permanent supportive housing. Um, This is based on the theory that people are experiencing homelessness because they don't have a home, and if you give them a home, you solve the problem. Uh, The problem with that thinking is that people are not experiencing homelessness because they don't have a home. They're experiencing homelessness because of a whole lot of different underlying reasons, everything Mm -hmm. from unaddressed childhood trauma that creates mental illness, to substance abuse problems, to economic problems, to uh, adult trauma, to all kinds of things. It's a oh, and really quick, lastly, Mary, because I've, I've interviewed yeah. some folks here on air, last but not least, some just choose to live that way. Some of it is just by choice, correct? Well, the problem with saying that it's a choice is you're, you're often dealing with people who are either mentally ill or are uh, addicted. And people who are mentally ill or addicted aren't really capable of making a choice. So uh, it's, it's not a very useful term. Uh, whatever the reasons are, these are people who need individualized help. And instead, all of our governments everywhere in the country are only throwing housing at them and not the help that they need mm. to address the underlying conditions. So even if somebody gets housed, for example, mm-hmm. frequently they'll fall out of their housing because they're not capable of living independently. They have right. deep, deep problems right. that need to be addressed. So San Antonio did exactly the opposite at about the same time. They've shifted 100% of their resources into emergency shelter and what they call transformational housing, okay. which is a, a campus that offers residential programming. Every single nonprofit in the city, it's 140 nonprofits that deal with homelessness have a presence at the campus, so they're able to provide very individualized um, resources to people so they can address and overcome the issues that led them into homelessness, and then they can successfully transition out and live successfully on their own. And it's been hugely successful in, in the period of time that San Antonio has taken this approach. Downtown unsheltered homelessness has gone down almost 80% there. Mm, wow. In the United States as a whole, homelessness has gone up by 47%. Right. Despite President Obama declaring at the time that this policy shift was made that in 10 years, homelessness would be solved. Mm. Well, it's been 10 years, and homelessness has gone up by 47%. So we're saying it's time to declare this policy is a failure. Yeah. Let's look at what is working, and let's implement that. Makes sense. Again, Mary Thoreau is with us and director of the documentary Beyond Homeless, Finding Hope. And you can find that again at beyondhomeless.org. Mary, is that the best website to send them to for all of the other information and things that you have? 
About homelessness, yes. We also our main organization is Independent Institute, which is independent.org. Yep. But if they're interested in homelessness, we really we created this beyondhomeless.org website to house the information articles and links to other organizations which we're building um, uh, all the time. Perfect. Last question I have for you, and, and I've studied. You know a little bit about this, not near as much as, of course, what what you know is not my forte. This is this is in your wheelhouse, you know, way more than it is mine. But I also have done enough research to where, uh, and it's one of the things that I didn't, and I was young at the time, but I don't agree with the way we handled things during the Reagan administration. And that is the defunding of a lot of the mental things, mental health things, and mental health things. I should say that we had back in that time frame. And I don't think I'm wrong in saying that. I don't think that did us any favors by defunding a lot of the things that we were doing at that time. Am I wrong in my thought process there? Uh, first of all, it was JFK who pulled the funding from state mental hospitals in okay. 1963. Okay. Um, and yet the problem with that, I'm not saying that the state mental hospitals weren't, you know, some of them weren't snake pits or so on or that they were all doing a great job. The problem with defunding the state mental hospitals is nothing was put in place to replace them. Okay. Um, the claim was that there would be community health centers created that would provide mental health care on an outpatient basis in communities, but those were not built. So the mentally ill were just released with no place to go and mm. continue to have no place for the mentally ill to be treated uh, properly. And that's a huge failing. And Medicare has an explicit provision not to fund mental health care. And most private insurance policies also do not fund the kind of mental residential mental health care that, that is needed in severe cases. Okay. So, yes, we have a huge, a huge lack of mental health care in this country. That's what I thought. Um, the resources we're throwing at homelessness, though, would be perfectly sufficient to fill those gaps if we just directed the resources mm. effectively and with a regard to outcomes. Makes they sense. Direct, they do not direct the resources with regard to outcomes. They just yep. uh, direct them based on political fadism. Yep. Uh, Mary Thoreau, again, beyondhomeless.org. Mary, again, thank you very much. If anything else comes up or if you want to talk more about the film in the future, just let us know. Great. Thank you so much. Very much appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck to you. I appreciate it, Mary. Thank you so much. I do appreciate that. Flesh and Beck is next, Kevin Flesh. Again, anything legal-wise you need help with, accidents or just other things that may come up even in your business, give Kevin a call, 303-806-8886. Here's why you need personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh on your side. He understands the way the jury thinks. In the context of a personal injury case, you have been hurt by someone else's negligence. The idea is that you're going to try to recover so that you can get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. What that really means from a juror's perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about six people that you don't know. Those six people hear evidence and make a unanimous decision that will decide what the fair value is. When you're the one that's hurt, you have a good idea of what you think it's worth. The question is, can you persuade those other individuals, whom you don't know and weren't witnesses, to believe that's what the case is worth? Kevin Flesh understands the way the jury thinks. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Absolute electrical heating and air. Again, anything you need when it comes to your HVAC or electrical needs. 
And that includes upgrades or repairs, anything you need. 720-526-0231. Absolute technicians listen first. 1,300 Google reviews at 4.9 stars is proof that you can trust. I'm Isaac. I'm the service manager here at Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. At Absolute, we pride ourselves on advising as opposed to telling. We don't do any repairs without talking to the customer first. So we always want clients to know what's going on, understand what we're saying, and make an educated decision for what they would like to do in their home to their HVAC equipment. We always like to set the table for what the client can expect while we are in their home. So that makes the homeowner comfortable with who's in their home, and it also helps us to communicate what we're recommending and why we're recommending it we pride ourselves on high level communication make sure you are heard work with professionals that listen schedule with absolute electrical heating and air now at 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash absolute today for quality and service beyond compare call absolute electrical heating and air Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. As I said uh, earlier at the top of the hour, Andy is out. He's going to be speaking over in Arvada. And if you're in that area and want specific uh, location, please let me know, and I can give you that information. Just text me at 307-200-8222, Don't really want to give that out publicly, just... You know, for, to respect the individual's home that this is going to be held in. But there's room, I'm sure, for a few more if some of you want to attend. Uh, by all means, let me know, and I will give you that address if you're up in that Arvada area. Again, 307-200-8222, and I'll give you that information. Back to our last guest. I wanted to make sure that I made note of this because Charlie reminded me that Mary was from the Independent Institute, not the Independence Institute located here in Colorado. So the Independent Institute is in California. Our Independence Institute is here. And I know it gets a little confusing because they sound very much alike. And one thing I asked Charlie during the break was, you know, do companies and organizations, even nonprofits, not look at other organizations that may have a similar name before naming themselves something that would be confused with someone else? Anyways, just a side note. I I think the answer is no, they don't. And Okay, it, it just is what it is. I mean, they are both named that. I will tell you that just from the conversations I've had and the different interviews and so on, our Independence Institute is probably more conservative and farther to the right than the Independent Institute is. Not saying the Independent Institute isn't to the left. I don't think they're far left, but they are definitely farther left than our Independence Institute is not that it's bad. It's just make sure everybody understands they're they're probably not uh, like our Independence Institute is. Did I say that correctly, Charlie. I think that's the right way to probably describe that. And again, not not ditzing either either one of them. Just saying that ours is a little more conservative uh, in its approach to things and so on than what the Independent Institute is. Again, not saying they're doing anything wrong, and I don't want to you know not saying I disagree with anything that Mary said other than. I've interviewed some folks that, uh, and I've I've you know been around some folks that are quote unquote homeless. And to her point, a lot of it does have to do with mental illness and drugs and drug addictions and things like that. But there's also some folks that just enjoy the lifestyle. They just don't want that 
that, that they don't want to be tied down. They don't want those responsibilities. They don't want a real job, so on and so forth. Now, are is that the entire society of homelessness people or of homeless people? Of course not. No, I, I know I'm not trying to generalize any way, shape, or form, and I'm not sure she really understood what I was saying there. But there are individuals that enjoy that that freedom, quote unquote, freedom lifestyle. And they just don't care to have the restrictions that they would say the rest of society puts on them. Now, I also know this. I've had this conversation with a few people that are far more of an expert in this than I am. That, yes, throughout the last 50 years plus, we have not done a very good job of handling mental illness as a country. I'll be the first to admit that. We throw money at it at times and say we're helping but we're giving them money and lip service and not really helping. That's my opinion. And, you know, putting folks on drugs and doing things along those lines and not really getting down to the root problem like she talked about is happening in, in uh, Texas. Y- yeah, we're, we're not doing that correctly. And we're not doing anybody any kind of a service the way we're doing it right now. And, again, the way we're doing it here in Colorado, as you guys can all you know, tell by just looking around, we are not doing that correctly at all as you guys know we're just not we are throwing money at it and to her point you know we're building homes and different things along those lines you've seen that even in denver and charlie sees this even more than i do he can attest to this we have not helped our homeless problem one bit in fact i will tell you that i think we've we've made it much worse than making it much better those of you that, that live around the area know in fact in some cases some of you avoid certain areas just because of the way the homelessness situation has got john and cheyenne what's up sir hey i got a question for you before i go on to what i was calling about sure without charlie would you able be able to function on air no not at all <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought. He's always getting you out of trouble. Not but at all. No, I would I'm not be able laughing. to. No, I would not. <laughs> um, so you were, you know, that lady had the right idea. The mental illness thing. The only way to fix it is to get the psychiatric medical community on board, and they don't want to. What's the word? Stigmatize these people by yes. saying they have mental problems. I think you're right on that, John. You know? I, and again, I, I, please, everybody listening, what? this is not my area of expertise, as you guys all know. I'm more into you know, uh, you know, kind of the auto world and politics and things along those lines. And healthcare right. slash mental illness, John, is definitely not my forte. But I think you're right in what you're saying. I think we've we've gotten to a point where. We're afraid to label things what they really are. It's why we're allowing some of the nonsense that we're going through right now to, you know, to exist. I mean, somebody that wants, you know, that's a man that wants to be a woman or a woman that wants to be a man. I'm sorry, John. You're just not right in the head when you think that way. I'm, you're just not. And up, up until 30, 30 years ago, probably now, that was in the psychiatric books as a mental disorder. Hmm. And they just pushed to have it pulled out. Let's talk about something a little close to home if the doctor did her job with the aurora movie theater shooting have happened mm, good point great point john because he was on the psychiatric care let's go forward to the kid that did the shooting up in the uh, boulder uh, king super did you see that article no i did not film me just in. came out re- four psychiatrists four different psychiatrists not a team examined him and said he's a well they said he's schizophrenic 
he's totally and he cannot stand trial hmm. because he's not mentally capable of helping, you know, under right. the law. Right. Which if he's that crazy and you know, that's a term that we're not supposed to use anymore, but it kind of is one of those old school terms that defines. Okay. If he's that crazy then no, but he deserves he belongs in a mental facility for the rest of his life or until the doctors say no, he's been Fixed to the point where now he can stand trial for his crimes. Yeah, Charlie reminded me the you days know? you know days prior to all of you uh, gun right you know you gun control advocates out there days earlier. John he passed the test to buy a gun, no problem. Yep, and now they're saying he's a lunatic. So what does that tell us? That the gun laws um, we have don't about, work, and adding more to it isn't going to make any difference either. And we have a huge problem when it comes to diagnosing mentally ill people and doing something about it. Right, and that lady was talking about San Antonio, and I know the mayor and a couple other people from the city of Aurora, I read an article on it, went down there to see where, how they're handling their homeless problem, hmm. and they want to kind of mirror it where, yes, they pick you up, you're homeless. We have these services for you. You don't want any? Good. Then you're a vagrant and you're getting arrested for living on the streets and doing what you're not allowed to do. Hmm. And they, uh, I'm thinking that that maybe that tough love choice at some point is is, is going to help some of these people maybe get the services they need. Possibly, possibly. Well, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not a mental expert either. Well, but, I've got one that actually know, is calling in next, John. I'm going to let you go and talk to James because James I think is one. So we'll find out. Hi, John. I'll let you go, James. You're next because you know more about this than I do. James, welcome. Hi, I'm not an expert, but I did work in the Department of Psychiatry. Well, you're far more of an expert than I am, James. Um, what I can say about uh, one of the things that was commented on in terms of, like, mental health professionals not wanting to help out with uh, homelessness. Wanting them to lay, like well, I think what John said is there's a lot of mental health, uh, you know, psychiatrists and so on that don't want to label someone a certain way, I think is what he said. Yeah, I'd, I'd I don't think I ever really experienced uh, any of that per se. Um, you know, I did the, the doctor that I worked with specifically, you know, on one hand dealt with, you know, VIPs, everyone that you would know. Uh, and on the other hand, you know, went into the VA and, and prisons mm. as well and okay. worked there. Okay. And that's, that's kind of how it goes, even at the top level uh, of things in the industry, really. But on the on the flip side of things, I also live in Santa Monica, where homelessness is absolutely rife, and, mm. and even worse than that, Venice, just south of there. Yes. And you know, after yes. I moved away, finally the sheriff came in and just cleaned it up. And uh, the tough love portion of it is absolutely necessary. You know, I, I used to walk to work in Santa Monica and uh, pass by Santa Monica High School and watch. Dudes doing meth as little girls are walking by. Wow! So it's like in the police stations, you know, like two blocks from there. Wow! It's like, hey guys, uh, any of you checking that out? Jeez! Wow! You know, so it's a, it's, it's a oh, so James, of, you, being somebody that's worked in there, question for you: What do you think the majority of our mental illness that we now have in this country stems from? What What, what do you think is the root cause? Drug abuse. Mm. Okay. 
Okay. And now, now, Quentin, one step further. Drug abuse from illegal drugs or drug abuse from stuff that gets prescribed even to some of our young children that might might make them end up in that place anyways. What are your thoughts there? Um, mostly illegal. Okay. Okay. Definitely. Interesting. Um, you know, and, and, you know, in some places like, like Santa Monica, there's just professional homeless people like that. They're choosing true. that lifestyle. Yes, yeah. And, and again, really, that's where the last, the last guest and I differ on opinions because I, I, I'm with you. I think there's some people that just it's – a, it's, a, it's a nice lifestyle. There's no accountability. They can do whatever they want to do. There's nobody looking over their shoulder. I mean, let's face it, James, they pretty much can do whatever they want to do every day, and they enjoy that. Absolutely. You know, there's, there's that element, and then there, there is a, a contingent which, you know, like we were talking about, they legitimately need, like, some substance abuse and yes. mental counseling and stuff like that. Sometimes they don't want it either. True. But, um, True. It, you know, if if well, you want to fix the problem, you got to be a little And, and I think maybe it. I'm saying this, hopefully I'm saying this the right way, they don't want it, but they need it. They just don't know they need it. Am I saying that correctly? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, you, you could say the same thing about, like, a female in a abusive relationship with a guy. Yeah, good point. You know? Good point. Yeah, no, you, you bring up some you bring up some some uh, some wisdom, James, that I don't have. That's an area that I again, I'm a I'm a car guy. I've never worked in that world. I just don't I don't understand that. I'll be the first to admit it. It's just not a world that I live in or that I understand. And 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 I I personally struggle with people that end up there in the first place. I just don't know how you get yourself there. I guess that's where I struggle, James. That's a tough one. I mean, it's it's hard to explain, really. But, uh, you know, it, it's, some people choose that path. Some people choose that. And path. I guess they just it just starts to. I don't know. You go down that path, and it just spirals out of control. Am I am I right in my thought process? I mean, it doesn't happen yeah, overnight. They, you know, a junkie doesn't become no, a junkie they, overnight, right? They, they get used to it. Okay. Okay. James, words of wisdom. Thank you. I appreciate you joining us very much, and I'll let you go. Tito, hang tight. I'll take you right after the break. And uh, anybody else that wants to chime in on this subject, feel free to do so. 303-477-5600. Affordable interest mortgages next. Kurt Rogers, 720-895-0500. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, affordable interest mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three to one buy downs available up to 95% loan to value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. Hi-Fi Plumbing again. Keep this number handy, 877-WE-HI-FI. For all your plumbing needs, it's Hi-Fi Plumbing. You think it's just a little bit of hair clogging your drain, but when you clean it out yourself, that doesn't solve the issue. 
Whether you're facing slow drainage, a complete clog, or trouble with backflow, High Five Plumbing will do a full inspection of the problem and help you understand how you can be proactive in the future. Anytime your plumbing won't drain, it could be hair, but it could also be tree roots, cracked pipes, or a buildup of quote-unquote flushable products. Whatever the case may be, when you aren't sure what is causing the clog, you need to call a professional. Call the plumbers that educate you at High Five Plumbing so you can prevent the same problem from happening again. For a limited time only, KLZ listeners get $200 off a tanked water heater or $500 off a tankless water heater provided by High Five Plumbing. Call now at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, Premier Home Remodels, they are licensed, insured, give you a one-year workmanship warranty and literally can do anything around your home. That you need done, 720-619-8773. Brian Prendergast, owner of Premier Home Remodel, says that he works with integrity because there's no other way to go. When you choose Premier Home Remodels for your bathroom, basement, or kitchen remodel, you get transparent prices, communication, and progress updates every step of the way. Before Premier, Brian worked for another remodel company that overcharged for labor, marked materials up to 30% above market value, and frequently ignored building code. That's why Premier Home Remodels will never sacrifice what they believe is right just to make a profit. No markups, no unexplained fees, and no cutting corners. Everyone stepping foot in your home is fully insured and has 25 to 30 years of experience in their trade. Premier proves their integrity with a full inspection on the work and a warranty on labor of up to one year after completion. Call Premier Home Remodels now at 888-679-0288. That's 888-679-0288. Get your custom remodel done with integrity. All right, Roof Savers of Colorado, Dave Hart can help you with any roofing need you've got, whether it be a leak, a simple repair, a complete replacement, the extension of your roof, the life of it, I should say. You name it, Dave can do it all. RushToReason.com. Find him there or 303-710-6916. You need a roof that is going to keep you and yours protected from the Colorado elements this winter. But having a reliable, functioning roof doesn't mean you should have to compromise your bank account. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement with a rejuvenation treatment. This 100% plant-based product gives you new roof performance without new roof costs. But sometimes a replacement is absolutely necessary. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your family. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. Contact Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado today, and he will inspect your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Call 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your family is protected. Now, back to Rush to Reason. Brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Tito, if you're still listening, call us. I'll put you right on. Sometimes Tito's connection drops. So, Tito, if you're listening and you want to call us back and chime in on our homeless topic, homelessness topic, feel free to do so. 303-477-5600. Those of you listening that want to join in as well, you can. And, and I've said this before, and I'll keep saying it. I, I told Charlie this even during the break. This is an area that you don't hear me talk about a lot. Not homelessness, but the whole mental health 
end of things. You don't hear me talk about a lot because it's just not, I'll be honest, folks, it's not in my wheelhouse. It's just not something that I know a lot about. Um, it's just not something that I'm super familiar with. It doesn't mean that I deny that it exists because I know it does. I know there's folks out there that need lots of help. I know there's people out there that can help, and I understand that fully. And I know that a lot of the homelessness that we have stems from, uh, you know, really a hardcore mental health situation that we've got going on. And I also believe, and I do think our last guest that talked about this is correct, we uh, as uh, you know, government agencies, even nonprofits and so on, I don't know that we handle that the best way possible. And to our last uh, caller's statement, we need to be a lot tougher at times than we are, and that tough love is things that we need to have at times to, in a way, shake people into realizing that, listen, I, I, I can't do this anymore. I need help. I can't live life this way. Now, say all that to say this. I also feel like as a, as a nation— and the fact that we drift away from our core spiritual roots that this country was founded on some 200 and whatever, 30 years ago. I also feel like because of that, we have more mental health issues now than we ever did. A country without God, without a creator, without a belief in that creator, I think helps develop Mental illness. That's my belief. Now, again, I'm not an expert in any of this, but I do think that has a big factor. Tito, what's up, sir? Hey, uh, how are you, John? Good, Tito. Hey, thanks guys. for calling. Um, yeah, absolutely. I got disconnected there. I think I think uh, what's going to happen in America these days is uh, um, the legalization of um, of drugs. Um, it doesn't matter whether a drug is illegal or not. The minute you make a drug illegal, it's just become a gateway to try different drugs. So, yeah, out of the pool of people that try um, these uh, legal drugs like marijuana as a gateway, you're going to have basically a pool of people of a good, good larger than 50% going to try other drugs. And it just... It's just a, a, a problem. It's going to be, become a problem at the end of the day, you know. So, I, Tito, I, you, you know what? This is one of those areas that I think people might be shocked that, that I would agree with you on. But I, I, I agree with you 100%. Now, am I a guy that says every drug out there should be legal? Um, I think we should have a, a different approach to the way we look at some of these things. And I'm not saying that what we did in Colorado with marijuana was the right right way to do things, but I do agree with you. Anytime you make something illegal and you make somebody want it more, you end up with a bigger problem than what you thought in the first place. And let me, let me use another example, and, and please, everybody listen to me when I say this, and I am not necessarily advocating that we do this in this country. But, Tito, when you look around the world and you look at the way other countries look at sex and women and even topless beaches and things like that. There's a lot of countries out there where a woman walking around without her top on is just not a big deal and nobody really thinks twice about it and it's not a big deal and they don't make a big ruckus about it and it's just not a big issue. And in a lot of those countries, the sexualization of women, if you would, is not like it is here in America. So you have to wonder, Tito, did you know the church and just kind of the way we are as Americans and the way that we make all of that quote-unquote wrong 
Do we hypersensualize things to the point that people even want it more? And is that the reason why we have, you know, some of the, you know, some of the issues that we have in this country when it comes to sex, rape, some of the things we have that way? It, it, you know, are we making it worse by by not allowing some of it? Is my point much much like you do on the drug side? And I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing let the me, question out. Let me let me tell you, um, walking topless around Boulder is not something that is going to attract another person that promotes um, topless walking around Boulder by other other criminal or individuals. So that's how we need to differentiate between two things, you know, uh, what things that you do with your body and, and what things you put into your body. Because uh, when you legalize marijuana in Colorado, you very, very much invited all those other criminals that found an opportunity to make other drugs, make money with other drugs, Agree. and and use mar- and use marijuana as as a camouflage. Agree. You know, um, you, you promote yourself as a drug dealer for marijuana, and because uh, you know our Colorado uh, judicial system doesn't penalize them as strong as as carrying, you know, as um, uh, dealing things like cocaine and meth like that. Uh, you know, they see only, you know, you just get basically slap on, on the wrist, on the hand. That's it. That's all, that's all the, the drug dealers get. But that same drug dealer back home has other more potential drugs that are going to mess people more. So, you know, that, and that's that's one thing that I heard, well, not, not only heard, that I saw whenever um, legalization of marijuana happened in Colorado. A lot of people were like, oh, yeah, we can mass produce this marijuana and don't see a, face, a day in jail because it's legal now. So now you're inviting basically all these dealers, drug dealers from New York, Texas, California, from all these states, you know, just adding to the pool of existing drug dealers that you have in Colorado you know, to poison mm. our children. So, you know, it's a, you know that's that's the difference. You know, um, so walking topless around Boulder is not something that uh, that's going to be a problem. You can isolate that problem, True. you know, in Boulder. Good point. You know, um, but but the drug dealer is gonna, you know, now that they we I think we legalized uh, you know, the mushroom now, right? We have we yes, that was on the last ballot. It's not, to my yeah. knowledge, they're not in. Uh, in in circulation, maybe is the way for me to say that they don't have quite all that dialed in yet, but it's not that far away, Tito. Well, that ex- that's what what that's going to happen is now raise exponentially the number of of homeless people because you're going to have first the homeless people that do meth, the homeless people that do cocaine, the homeless people that you that do marijuana, and the homeless people now that are going to do uh, uh, mushrooms. mushrooms. So you you know the more drugs you add. You're going to make that pool larger and larger of people that are going to be homeless. And let me mention one thing about this homeless situation and the, and the different houses and apartments that they create for the homeless population. You know, these are people that they're not responsible. So waking up at 6 o'clock in the morning is not something that they're going to obey. Of course, there are going to be some, some people that are homeless, that are no drug addicts, that will benefit from uh, from this apartment, and that's how we live in democracy, right? Because the, the, the whoever runs the apartments is going to be like, well, these apartments are not strictly for homeless people, but for people that maybe lost a job, maybe that were involved mm-hmm. in domestic right. violence. Right. So it's a, it's a perfect opportunity for politicians, you know, and their special interest buddies, you know, to develop and create these apartments and the occupancy on these apartments 
it's very low because the people are not there, right. you know, to use the services. Right. So, know, so Tito, uh, really quick, back to the drug side of it, because, again, I, I am not an expert. That is not an area, again, that I have a lot of familiarity with and just not something that I've ever even experienced in, in my life. I'm just not that guy. What is your thought as to what do we do with, and let's face it, we've had a, a drug problem in this country for years. We had the war on drugs, which, by the way, did absolutely zero to to assist in, in the fight of uh, nothing against the politicians at that time that wanted to do that. I think they had lofty goals, but none of it really did anything at the end of the day. What, what's your thought process of how we, we fight that, if you would? The only way to me, to be honest with you, is uh, to legalize it um, and send a message. You get caught with it, you do, you do the crime. It's, it's the only thing that works. You do the crime, you do the time. It's the only way to stop, you know, uh, to, to, stop, to stop, you know, old people from doing this stuff, 18 and up, you know. It's like, uh, you know, I have, a, I have a teenager, right? And I have taught him, you know, no smoking, no drinking, and I set standards, you know. He wants to be able to drive when he turns, you know, 15, mm-hmm. 16. I said, well, you know, for, for you to do that, you need to prove to me that you can actually uh, do something productive. So do three hours uh, of volunteering job at Children's Hospital so I know that you're responsible. It's the only way to, you know, uh, uh, what the, the example that I'm trying to portray here is that you need to treat these people kind of like children, yeah. but they're adults. And the only way they're going to do that is really um, put them in, you know, delegalizing it and putting them in jail is the only way. It's not gonna, you won't stop the problem if you continue making these drugs legal. It's just going to get exponentially worse. Well, and I agree with you that you're just going to see more and more of them become legalized coast to coast because we've, let's face it, Tito, I hate to say this, we lost the war on drugs. The, the, the drug dealers and the cartels won. We didn't. Yeah, it's it's the problem, and and to tell you the truth, it's actually this this uh, expansion of uh, more drugs becoming legal is is something that the United Nations actually want to happen mm. um, because it's it's a it's a way for them to what's a drag know, on society, Tito? Exactly that you know they they profit on that's right. They, um, on the uh, uh, what it was the word uh, on the misery of other people. That's they right. Profit from that. That's so, right. You're you know, right. For them, it's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're you're Thank you for correct. Taking my call, John. No, Tito. Thanks. Appreciate it very much. And again, folks, I, I I'll continue to say it because this is just not an area that I have a lot of expertise in, and, and I'll be the first to admit I don't know what the answer is. Uh, you know, Tito could be very well. Correct in that. I, honestly, guys, I don't know. Um, I wish I had more solid answers for some of you, you know, or for you, I should say, when it comes to this. It's just not something that I have a lot of expertise in, whether it be the mental health side of the things or even the, the drug addiction, the drug side. I, I will say this. I don't think having shoot-up centers, which is what a lot of cities have talked about doing. I think Denver has sort of reinitiated that, or even Colorado wants to pass a state law or state proposal maybe is the best way to say that there's a proposal i think at the at the state level to basically have shoot up centers that's what i call them i don't i don't i know they call it something else but literally they're shoot up centers where people that have addictions can just go there safe injection sites is sorry yes thank you charlie safe injection sites is what they call them they're they're what they are they're shoot up centers i mean you go there and shoot up and away you go and no i don't agree with that either i don't think that's the right way to handle that situation either um unless you're putting some strings attached to that, although 
they won't. I just know how how our legislature works. There will be no strings attached. It'll just be where you can have a safe injection with no strings attached. If you're going to do that, you need to put something along with it whereby these people are held accountable for what they're doing, and there's other things that have to be done for them to get that injection. That's my opinion. Again, I'm not... Folks, I am not an expert. I don't claim to be, don't want to be. This is not an area of expertise of mine. What I will tell you, though, is when it comes to finances, our expert on that is Al Smith, Golden Eagle Financial. Al will be here tomorrow, by the way, between 2 and 2.30 with his own program. If you got questions for Al, call directly, 303-744-1128. Maximize the full potential of your nest egg. Discover what a meaningful retirement means to you with a fresh look at your retirement plan from Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. Al will help you explore what's important to you in retirement. By understanding what you're going to spend your time doing, Al can create a projection of where your finances are now and where they need to be. Establish your priorities for retirement that feels purposeful to you. By tailoring your plan to accommodate what matters most to you, have confidence in the longevity of your nest egg now with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. That way, when you finally crack your nest egg open, You can use it to lead to the fulfilling retirement you choose. Call now at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC-registered advisor. Okay, in our home transitions, they want to help you with whatever real estate need you have. Two realtors for the price of one, 720-437-8210. You're nervous about selling your home because you don't know what you're up against. Cat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions get you up to speed on your competition. As your realtors, they'll drive you around the neighborhood so you can fully understand the competing properties in your area. K&R also actively monitor your competition using the NMLS, and they can even give you daily updates on any changes. Sometimes you'll even tour listings that are similar to yours, so you can see the differences in how updated the home is, the size of the yard, the floor plan, and other perks that may give you the upper hand for your listing. Get to feeling confident about selling your home with Cat and Robin. They know how to take the emotions out of stressful situations. Get two experts for the price of one and take advantage of your free consultation with K&R Home Transitions now at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. All right, Chess, that is Colorado Heritage Education School System. They've got 30 years of experience in the homeschool world, and they can come alongside and help you. Just go to coloradoheritage.org. Whether you're a homeschooling family in northern Colorado or you are thinking about homeschooling for the first time, Colorado Heritage Education School System, CHESS, has over 30 years of experience coming alongside homeschooling families. CHESS offers a variety of classes from K-12 through to supplement your home curriculum, all of which are taught from a conservative, biblical perspective. Colorado Heritage respects your conservative Christian values and stands against the woke agenda being pushed in government-run schools. Chess teachers are dedicated, committed Christians who are also homeschooling veterans. We care about your student and their academic success, as well as their spiritual growth. Our diploma program for high school students helps prepare students for college, trade schools, and for life. Chess offers scholarships to qualifying families. If you are tired of the public school system's agenda, join Chess where you can use your freedom to direct and control and customize your child's education. Visit coloradoheritage.org to schedule a meeting with the principal. 
As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you navigate through the maze of health insurance options so you get the right plan to fit your needs at the best premium. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Dan and Blackhawk, go ahead, sir. What's up? Hey, so my thoughts on it are we are not helping, and this is something the church, I think, has failed to do, is teaching young parents how to raise kids and how to love their kids. Mm. I think a lot of the mental issues, and, you know, people can say, but if we want to go to the root cause, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with with uh, child and childhood and the trauma that ch- children go through uh, these days. I mean, I have a niece who's, who's um, kind of messed up pretty bad, and she didn't have, I think she was abused as a child, and I think a lot of that, of why she is the way she is, is because, and nothing against her mom her dad she tried to do the best mm-hmm. that she could you know but th- there's parents have kids and they don't know how to raise those kids there's no manual and, that comes with them and there's no, uh, no it's not like a driving no. test where you have to pass a test before having kids dan you can just have kids i mean there's there's and, and and look i mean that's the way god created it but at the same time there's experienced parents um you know it seems like you have your kids are pretty well established and doing good, yeah. and our kids are. But that's because uh, we cared for them. Now, were we perfect? No. No. But we loved them, and we disciplined them. Right. And our kids, you know, fortunately made it through. Well, we also homeschooled, so we didn't have to deal with the public education system. But right. we, you know, I think a lot of it stems from from childhood. I agree. And, and they... I mean, what, what do you do with a child that's dealing with adult issues that shouldn't be a dealing with adult issues? They should be a child and enjoying life and experience life to its fullest. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, that's probably something that maybe the church as a whole needs to start reaching out to figure out. Let's help parents, even if they're not in the church, non-church parents and stuff like that, you know, reach out to them and let's, let's, help, let's help parents raise kids so we have a good society. Yep. Dan, I'll leave you with that. No, appreciate it. Those are good words. And I had a texter that just came came through that said, locking them up at this point is the uh, crime epidemic pandemic. Uh, we'll call for more or, or will call for more for-profit prisons and all the dirty judges will be on the take to send prisoners their way worse than they do today. You know, I can't I can't argue with that either. You know, the, just the system that we have in general when it comes to a lot of these things, we are not doing uh, correctly, and I agree with Dan as well. We are—we really are not teaching young parents how to be young parents. I've watched different videos of late to where you know I see these moms where you know the boy wants to play with dolls or wants to do this or wants to do that, and I'm thinking to myself, rather than let them, rather than let them dress up like a girl, you know, rather than go through those motions, why don't you sit down and have a conversation with your boy that says this is not what boys do? Be a parent. You're not supposed to be their best friend. I always told my kids, I don't care at the end of the day if you even love me or like me. You'll respect me at the end of the day, but I don't care if you like me. I'm not here. God didn't put me on this earth for you to like me. At the end of the day, you might not. But someday you will because of the way I handle things and the way I raise you. 
Now, what to Dan's point, was I a perfect parent? Not from a, not even close, folks. I made my share of mistakes just like every parent does. It's called being a parent. No one's perfect. But to Dan's point, I don't think we do a very good job of teaching young people how to raise kids and know you're not supposed to be their best friend. Extreme Auto Repair is up next, folks. Now, one thing you do need to be a best friend of is your car. How do you do that? Take it to Extreme Auto Repair. Get it maintained, taken care of, all the repairs needed, maintain it. Uh, at the end of the day, it'll save you money, last you, you know, last you a long time. Uh, and at the end of the day, as I said a moment ago, uh, not only save you money, but you know, really make your life a lot easier when you take care of your vehicle the way you're supposed to. KLZRadio.com, 303-841-1071. Winter is brutally hard on your vehicle. Extreme driving conditions happen every winter, and from maintenance to emergency repairs, you need a shop that you can count on. Colorado winters are hard on all the components of your car, especially with the fluctuating temperatures. So you want an expert diagnosing your vehicle. Extreme Auto has six master mechanics, all dedicated to properly evaluating any issues and getting your vehicle repaired correctly, quickly, and without anything you do not need. They also offer their customers both towing services and free loaner options, so you always have a vehicle to use and a way to get around. Whether you need regular maintenance or have an urgent need, you can trust Extreme Auto to get you back on the road. For the right maintenance and repairs to prevent serious issues with your vehicle, call Extreme Auto Repair this winter for service that you can rely on at klzradio.com slash extreme. Set up an appointment today. Call 303-841-1071. 303-841-1071. We don't yell at you. We inform you. Now, back to Rush to Reason. All right, that's it for today, folks. Don't forget, the first hour we'll replay next. You can listen between 6 and 7 p.m. Otherwise, go right to the website, RushToReason.com. You can pull up all of our past episodes there as well. Tomorrow, first hour, Health and Wellness Wednesday. Dr. Julie Gatz is going to join us. She's sort of our gut expert, if you would. And she's going to tackle heartburn, which I know a lot of Americans struggle with. So if that's you listening tomorrow at 3 o'clock, we'll have some answers for you. Otherwise, have a great evening. We'll see you tomorrow. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.